in the court, order in the court, order in the order in the order in the court. It's what's the verdict? Order, order. With Nick and Jess. Call your next witness. It's what's the verdict where the tits are good and the tats are bad and the tangents are inevitable. Overruled. Yeah. Sustained. What's the verdict? May I remind you. Nick and Jess. You are under oath. Yeah. Court is now in session. Wait, is this happening right now? Is this, this is, is this a podcast? I think it is. And what's this oh podcast called? Um, it's called What's the Verdict? Oh. Um, I'm Nick. What's it about? Oh, I'm Jazz, by the way. <laughs> well, it's about opinions. And mm-hmm. when we like something, we give it a tit. And if we don't like something, we give it a tat. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> do you ever do anything and... to, to like go off the beaten path ever? Or is that, do you really just stick to the tits and tats? Are there ever any tangents? Well, there's definitely tangents. <laughs> They're inevitable. inevitable. It seems. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but what we do do on this podcast to begin is that we say something dramatic that is going on. Mm-hmm. And I know that Jess has come to me with dramatic stories. I, I do I have plenty of dramatic them. stories. Um, so I just came back from vacation um, after voyeuristically listening to Ray and Nick crush it with that live studio energy last week. Please go and listen if you have not yet. Um, I came back from a vacation in Cape Cod feeling like poorer than I've ever felt before. It's just like very much like a white lotus situation um, all the time. And Mm -hmm. I was Alexandra Daddario, you know, but I wasn't married to any of it. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling trapped. Uh, So for better or for worse. For better or for worse, um, there was a woman who was exactly Tanya, Jennifer Coolidge's character, who asked my mother 85 questions about a $17 rosé to make sure that she could purchase it, even though she clearly had the money to purchase seven of those rosés, and we were clearly only here for one glass of it. Um, And it was a little... it It was an exhausting trip, and then I said, oh... We're going to go to a wedding the next day. My dear friends um, from work, I'm going to their wedding. Um, what could go wrong? Well, another exhausting trip, a literal trip, went wrong. And I tripped and busted my knee. But <laughs> A literal trip. And I a tripped. literal trip because <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Uh, the story behind... All of that, though, is like, I was so worried. I was like, oh, is this the knee that's going to be exposed? Because the dress I spent so many months doing the HFJ for to fit into uh-huh. had a pretty high slit. But a little Angelina altered, Jolie A little situation. Angelina Jolie action. Absolutely. I go to get it altered by this very sweet, very old Italian lady uh-huh. um, for a simple hymn. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. Uh-huh. Just a, a couple inches off the bottom so that I don't trip. It didn't stop me from tripping. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, instead, she, when I went to go pick the dress up, said, oh, I also took it upon myself to sew up half the slit because it was too <laughs> sexy. <laughs> no. She did. And my mom, bless her soul, was not happy about that. And we kind of stewed on it for the whole week. We were away on vacation. And then it was like a couple hours before I was supposed to leave for the wedding. And my mom said, 
get me the seam ripper. And she she took that slip back. She took ownership <gasps> of the slip. <laughs> oh my we god. Wow. Yeah. It was something dramatic. I appreciate dramatic, your mom that for that. Yeah. I was a little like at first I mean you know, I was just happy that I didn't have to go to someone I didn't know for the tailor. I mean, I barely knew this woman. Um, but for her to be, like, too sexy and for me to be, like, me, I was a little, like, mm, you don't know me at all, do you, Lena? <laughs> She's yeah, not going to listen. Yeah, what the fuck, Lena? <laughs> what the fuck, Lena? So that was something dramatic. But the knee I fell on wasn't the knee with the slit. So we were good. Oh, I my was gosh. gushing for a little bit of time. Um but my my date went across the street to the Rite Aid and got me some big band-aids. So we're scabbed up and good. No. <laughs> was your date your your significant other? No, actually. No, I'm kidding. It was. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> it was Lena, if you can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I'm not being that. seen out with you in that dress. She's yeah. like, not with this whore. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> then, this whore in um, her leg out. her whole leg i'll make sure that she trips so that the other one's disgusting and then she'll feel so ashamed she has to keep the other leg in it um but no it was a it was a fun night also another experience where and i love these people very much i'm so happy for them that they finally got like the wedding of their dreams that they absolutely deserve they waited for a really long time for um but not my cup of tea a lot lot of fancy (laughs) stuff (laughs) wow like what a lot of fancy stuff like ice sculpture stuff and like buffet stuff oh my table dedicated to lobster tail and sushi in the buffet like a dessert buffet at the end of the night um pyrotechnics like sparklers that went off during their first dance pyrotechnics Um, pyrotechnics beautiful wedding i was so happy to be a guest there and observe it if i were either the bride or groom or any member of the bridal party groomsmen parent i would be stressed so i was very happy to be the role that i was at that wedding actually while i was downtown last week with ray Mm -hmm. we saw a bunch of people walking around in a wedding and then we saw an ice sculpture van and i was like there must be an ice sculpture at this wedding and then i really wanted to find it and crash it The wedding, not the ice sculpture. Oh, I was going to say that's (laughs) kind of what I wanted. Like, when you see an ice sculpture, though, it's kind of what you want to do, though, right? Yeah. (laughs) Because it just slowly melting is not... It doesn't do anything for you. that's not it, babe. No. We, uh, We had a grand old time at, like, the pizza oven that was there. Like, it just was... Lash How many food options were there? Oh, there was a table. Anything you can name, name something. I bet you they had it. Um, lettuce. Oh, they had that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, blueberries. They had that. There was a fruit, there was a fruit tray of sorts. Berries and cream. <laughs> <laughs> berries and cream. And Do they have berries and cream? For those little lads who love it, they didn't yes. have berries and cream. Chocolate fountain, like, just, it was a beautiful wedding. Like, congratulations to them. Um, also, full circle white lotus moment. They are currently in Hawaii on their honeymoon. <laughs> Oh, no, not Hawaii. Not Hawaii. I said, be careful. And they said, why? I said, oh, you didn't watch. So, in Papan. <laughs> oh, my God. But they didn't yeah, even, they don't a, know what's coming to them. That's so it fun. Was a very exhausting, but 
enjoyable week of doing things that aren't sitting in my house and working. <laughs> Which is all we do. All we do. I do want to be in a rich orbit, though. You know. Yeah, it really felt like I was I was in for a moment. I turned around and thought I was talking to my friend. I was like, can you believe this room? But it was just an old lady at one point. <laughs> Could she believe it? She didn't respond. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if she heard me. She was probably, She's probably old too money. distracted by my leg. Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> After that like full slit came out, she said... The full slit? She was, like, torn slut. between which knee do I look at? The one that's fully exposed or the one that's gushing blood? You know? <laughs> it's a tough choice. Tough choice, indeed. Um, that's something dramatic for me. A little trip, a little teaser into my travels and my social life. Nick, what is going on with you? You've been teasing dramatic news forever oh now. <laughs> It's only been an hour, but it's been forever. Jess, Jess, I need you to understand what's going on. That is, I was not, okay, I wasn't really on Twitter today because I was actually in the office, womp womp. And (laughs) so I log on to Twitter and I see it just tweets and tweets and tweets. And I'm like, is this real? Is this fake? Is this, is this a made up silly story? And then I see... (laughs) From a verified account. I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to reveal the information. I see from a verified account that there is a new animated Super Mario movie coming holiday 2022. No. And I scroll and I and I look and I look at the cast. And no. I look at who's in the cast. No, who is And I look in the cast and you will never believe. The energy that came over my body when I saw that famous daddy of the pod, Keegan-Michael Key, will be playing Toad in the Super Mario animated movie. Oh my god. Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. Holiday 2022. Ah! This is the best news. I how like like who because you need to understand the journey that i went on is that i saw a picture that said chris pratt is mario wait and i went huh and then i saw a picture that said anya taylor joy is peach and i went huh and then i saw i i think it's i think it's charlie day as luigi and i went what (laughs) so chris and charlie day our brothers let me get the let me get the full i should have just pulled this up while i while i was preparing but boy oh boy is chris pratt mario anya taylor joy is peach charlie day is luigi jack black is bowser (laughs) seth rogan is donkey kong Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. It gets like better, but simultaneously worse as it goes along. And introducing Key and Michael Key as <laughs> I, you, you need to know how 
The backstory is that you need to know how much of an absolute sleut I am for playing Toad in any mm-hmm. game where he's available. Um, mostly Mario Kart and also Mario Party. And anytime there's a Toad available, like when I was at the Dave and Buster's last weekend playing Mario Kart arcade version right. and I was Toad. Mm-hmm. And now knowing that Keegan-Michael Key... You share a role with Keegan-Michael Is he going to do the Toad voice as a voice actor? I sure fucking hope so. I just... There's so many... I have a lot of thoughts that Mm -hmm. run through my head at any given moment. And I very frequently consider all the possibilities of this lifetime. And never before have I thought... (laughs) Never. I would... This movie in general, never. No, I didn't even know they were making a movie. I didn't no. know they were making a Mario movie. Toad doesn't even really speak. Is he going to have lines? Is he going to have a storyline? He better. I'm wondering if like maybe it'll just be like he's really layered and nuanced and people just never knew that Toad was. Oh my God, I hope so. Yeah. I think like. They better. I think give Toad a backstory 2022. <laughs> They better include Toad in the narrative. I'm so... I'm thinking it's just a Toad movie, but I I have to remind myself that Chris Pratt is Mario and Charlie Day is Jack Black is Wario. (laughs) No, he's Bowser, isn't he? Bowser, Bowser, yes. I don't remember. Is there a Wario? Jack Black is Bowser, yeah. And Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Right. No, no, no. There's no Wario. Yet. Yet. Until they're like, so... Alan <laughs> 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 just completely... Is insane. Waluigi? <laughs> it's Waluigi. Alan Cumming would be Waluigi. Hello? He would. Should we be actually. casting directors? Maybe. <laughs> Logging off. Maybe. <laughs> so, that is so dramatic and important to me. That is so dramatic. I can't think of a single thing that's more dramatic unless you've got something that can top that no i i could never i was gonna even tweet about it from the pod and -hmm. then i thought i don't want jess to know this before (laughs) i tell her no i needed that in the moment in the moment oh my god (laughs) um and with that uh yeah no i had to and i also have to bring in our guest Oh, yeah, we must. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sure that Chris Pratt as Mario stirred some things for this guest. <laughs> because even though she is a hot girl with IBS, she likes to cook. Hello. <laughs> Hello. She also uh, writes poems and film criticism, but she's never seen a movie. What's, what's that a about? Movie? Never know. Don't ask her. I've guess. never seen a movie. No, I don't think I've, not since 2007 have I seen a movie. <laughs> not since Flicka, I think, have I seen a movie. <laughs> She's a proud yes, customer service worker of 10 plus years. But currently, she's um, paying thousands of dollars to do homework as an adult. But it's okay, because one day she'll be a children's librarian. She loves long walks and looking at the flowers. Um, also was rejected by Reductress, but do not worry because she won Humor Darling's Rejectress contest with her headline, I lived it, Lord ate my homework. 
Lord be out here eating homework. Lord literally out here eating homework, combating climate change. Um, (laughs) Also, this guest famously has had a public feud with the liminal spaces bot on Twitter because it clearly doesn't know the definition of the word liminal. (laughs) And... I don't know what the liminal spaces bot is, so I'm no. sure that I'm going to get an education. I can't wait. She needs you to know that Carly Rae Jepsen is the underrated pop queen of our generation and that the 2017 made for iTunes rom-com SPF 18 is the best bad movie ever made. And it's been in my Netflix list for five ever. And I think that is going to be the thing that finally makes me watch it. And finally reverses the curse of neither of you ever having seen a movie. True. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, our guest wants you to know that she has more friends than any of you ever will, including the two of us. (laughs) I include um, us in the friends, not that we don't have any friends. Not that we don't have any friends, which would be embarrassing. Be so embarrassing for us. (laughs) Mm, But now it's time to welcome into your little ear holes... Taylor, Taylor Hunsberger. Hunsberger. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Jess. Hi, Hi Taylor. <laughs> Please address us individually. Thank you. Jess and Nick. Um, thanks so much for being on the pod. Thank you so much. This is my dream come true. So, oh my goodness, Likewise. I can't believe we're making dreams come true. You really are on the pod. You really are. I would say you're my second favorite pod. So, what's your first? Um, it's called um, Say More. And it's hosted by two poets. It's a chatty comedy podcast, but you know. Okay, coming for not, our gig. Not even, I, would say. <laughs> I would say we're in good company. Good company. Um, th- whoever they are, they must be stopped. <laughs> Whoever they are. They could say less so that we can say more, but that's another topic for another You definitely do because their podcast is maybe 45 minutes and yours is two hours. So you definitely do say more. Yeah, they said say more and we said, okay. (laughs) We said we say the most. (laughs) Don't tell us to say more. (laughs) We'll make it three hours. (laughs) So, Taylor, the reason why um, the timing works out so perfectly with your guest appearance more than anything, like obviously we wanted to have you on the pod, um, but there's something that's been, I'd be remiss in saying, um, the wedding I was just famously talking about is the same wedding from the very first episode of the pod in which I described an internal conflict, a struggle as it were. Um, Do I go to the wedding or do I go to the rescheduled Harry Styles concert? (laughs) Um, with Taylor Hunsberger. <laughs> mm-hmm. And ultimately, I had to choose the wedding, um, and I felt really bad about it. Um, and Taylor went to the concert. So the first question that's eating away at me is like, how was it? You can be as, <laughs> you well, can be as honest really- as possible. It won't hurt that bad. <laughs> My honest answer is that it really renewed something in me, both spiritually and sexually so i would say it was a success that's what i would be looking for actually like when i buy a ticket happy for you like really happy yeah (laughs) yeah like 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 i would say i mean if i were to define harry styles 
I love his music. It's a bop. It's really on the line between um, sexy and sad. But mm-hmm. let's be real. The main draw of Harry Styles is his incredible body and that he moves it on the stage. So, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and you got what you were paying for. It's true. I did. I will say, although the whole time I did feel um, a sadness that Jess was not with me. Um, yeah, it was Before it happened, Jess texted me that she was having dreams that me and her boyfriend were sneaking her out of the wedding to see the concert. <laughs> <laughs> I literally no. had like a That's a Raven dream where I was like, I could be in two places at once. <laughs> and it was like a full-blown situational comedy. No. Yeah, so, and, and you said that he did Falling really well, and I will say when he sang Falling, I I thought of you. Mm-hmm. It was what outfit did he wear? Anyway. The, the, the stage was, like, in the middle. So it was at Wells Fargo Center. So there's the stage in the middle, so it's, like, in the round. So he mm-hmm. did, like, one sad song on one side and one sad song on the other side. The Falling section was not the side that I could see and it was blocked by the little you know the, the cameras the t- not Harry doing oh, theater in the round to falling theater in the round I will say it was nice though because uh, I was in the nosebleed so if, if it had been like you know on a proscenium I wouldn't have been able to see as well so yeah. I liked I liked the round but falling couldn't well, see it what were your thoughts on like the set list overall? How um how did it pan out? Were you like were you bopping consistently or was there a moment where he really brought it down energy wise? I just like really want to feel like I was there. <laughs> yeah, I mean I want you to feel like you were there too. So um my one complaint is that he didn't do um So Lonely what was the full name of the song? Be so lonely. Oh, to be so lonely? Yeah. yeah. He didn't do that and I love that song. And so mm-hmm. I missed that, and I was really hoping he would, like, break out that ukulele-type instrument that he uses or whatever. Um, he did mostly bops, and then he did the slower songs. He did Cherry, like, on my side. <laughs> <Not> cherry. <laughs> Sorry, Jess. He did play the songs from his album. I hate to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what they Sorry. do there. Uh, he She's like... <laughs> He didn't play once that he didn't have. Um, <laughs> no, he didn't do any Zayn Malik hits. <laughs> um, so he did carry and he had two, um, like, co-guitarists. So they did it, like, very, like, you know, country swing style. And it was super cool. And then he I thought you were going to say two people in big cherry costumes, like Left Shark. <laughs> like, it was going to be, like, Left Cherry. Yeah. That would be so good. <laughs> Which I wish he would do. Yeah. Um, and then he did do What Makes You Beautiful, which... Oh, my God. I gotta be honest. Okay, so me and my... I brought my friend from high school um, instead of Jess because I'm a traitor. Obviously not me, okay. but she seems great. <laughs> um, I have never been surrounded by so many Gen Z in my life, and I was, like, not aware of this. Like, I really thought Harry Styles is, like... A mo- like, he is a millennial. He's the same age as me. He's 27. I thought that, like, millennials like Harry Styles. Um, but we showed up, and, like, 
I had never really been into One Direction, but I don't know a lot of them. And I kind of, like, in my brain, don't directly connect Harry Styles with One Direction anymore. Like, I just... Yeah. Like, I only got interested in him once he started making solo music, and then I was like, oh... Because he, like, I feel like during One Direction, for people who are slightly older, we were like, ha Harry Styles. But then he came out with his own music, and we were like, oh, he's, like, good. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a very different persona. It's, like, in the same vein, but it's very different persona. Before the concert, there's, like, you know, the pre-show playlist, and one of the songs comes on, comes on, and everyone in the crowd was, like, singing the song, and I was like, I think this is One Direction, but I'm not sure. And me and my friend were just sitting there, and we were like, what is happening? <laughs> Did you, like, pull out Shazam? No, we asked the people behind us, who were clearly, like, 16. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, um, my God. And then we were going, like, on the way home. Everyone was in, like, early 2000s garb, and I don't know if, what it is. Like, maybe people in Brooklyn just dress like people in Brooklyn because I've never seen that many people wearing like um like crop tops that were tacky and like <laughs> you know I don't know like how to describe it other than it was all ugly and I was like what is happening? Um yeah. really all of them went to temple. Um that's I just felt very old there was a section in the concert where he started so he like sang happy birthday to someone he like asked people around who were holding up the signs and then he sang happy birthday and he was like i'm gonna ramble off some facts about philadelphia and then he did he talked about how philadelphia was like the first city to have a medical school and then he talked about all of these like things about doctors and i i did record it don't worry that's so Um, weird I thought it was really charming. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Um, and then he was like, and you know what else rocks? And then he screamed, wah, wah, and everyone went fucking <laughs> wah. <laughs> wow. So that's, that is, as I sat there in my dress bleeding out, that is <laughs> the moment that, so Taylor did a couple of things to really twist the knife um, in the week leading up to the Harry concert. I was walking 12 miles on the island of Nantucket with um, full, like, jeans pasted to my body because I did not dress appropriately for the 12-mile walk. I get a Venmo for the ticket price back. Uh, oh. <laughs> I say, you know what, it's, it's okay. You didn't do it. You didn't know I was on a 12-mile walk, but it really broke me. Like, I already was like, I don't have any water. <laughs> and now I'm parched. Now I'm completely dry. There's nothing left for me. <laughs> Um, and then, um, when she told me the Wawa story, I, um, I felt like I, well, I, I set myself up for it. I had texted you like that night and I was like, how was it? Did he talk about Wawa? Did he sing Kiwi? (laughs) And all your fears came true. He did. He did sing Kiwi. It's like, she goes, Jess, he ended on Kiwi. With a no. disco ball. And I was like, don't tell me that. <laughs> me he that. did. I will, did. I will say, so, like, he is a one man, you know? And, like, a lot of the other concerts I've been to, most of them are female. Actually, mo- like, all of them were female artists because I have the taste of a basic white girl. Um, 
And they have, like, sets, you know? Like, Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande, they have, like, like physical sets. And they have, like, yeah. things going on. Whereas Harry is one man on this gigantic stage with his little bands. And he does his little dances, which is cute. But he is still, like, a man. And um, so the cameras, like, did all these effects, like, on the, like, projection screens to match oh. the movie song and it was really cool like she they did like psychedelic sexy song it was all different it is all of the songs were sexy i just have to say but then he like opened his mouth and i was like i can tell you're like i know we're the same age but i was like you kind of act like a like a you know like like how i would expect him to in one direction i was like you're just maybe like 24 Yeah, he's like a, he's just a little guy. Um, <laughs> Harry okay. Styles is simply just a little guy. Um, Title of that. Who's Harry my top of all of Simply just a little guy. <laughs> um, oh. And then he called someone out for texting. He saw that someone was texting while he was talking. And he kept pointing at her and was like, you're still texting. And she didn't notice. And then she dropped her phone. And he was like, serves you right. Um, but then he dedicated the song to her, so then I wanted to kill myself. Just <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh what's the God. verdict on texting during concerts? Oh. Three, Three, two, one. Two, one. Tat. 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 Oh. Nick, it I, just like I, throws me off. I think for me, it's, I don't it's know. This, it's, it's having to Snapchat the entire experience that, like, kind of bothers me sometimes. Like, I get wanting to record something to save it for later. But for me, it's like being on your phone the whole time. I'm like, you paid so much money to be here, so just be here. But maybe, like, I don't know about tech. I've never really texted during the concert. Like, in the moment before. I guess I, like, never have had service in a concert. Sure. That too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's also true. Oh. I just said, like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, it's not theater. Like, take your phone out whenever you want. But also, I don't yeah. know, actually. Like, I like that Maybe, I guess it would be a tat. I think, like, tat... I'm changing the tat. It's, like, I lie. a disservice to you. I don't care so much about, like, Harry Styles will continue to make his money. He'll go to Detroit tomorrow and make the same money, have the same show, see the same Harry Styles hit me with your bus sign from a different Gen Z girl. Um, and he'll be fine. But Wear a different Miranda Sings outfit. remember the experience? Yeah, right. He does wear Miranda Sings outfits. And yet we we excuse it. We excuse it. He's a lot harder, so. Yeah, yeah, we love it for him. So I did text Jess during a break, like during the, you know, when they go off stage and then come back for the encore. I did text Jess during that, but then it didn't send. Um, I texted the opening act with Jenny Lewis, and we got there kind of late, but she was cool. And I tried texting my friends then that he wasn't on stage yet, and I was already crying, and that didn't sound I'm not like a concert person because I have no money, but I do enjoy pop concerts, and I love pop music. Like, I love dancing so much. I love clubs. Mm. I love parties. Um, I am also very good at dancing, just a heads up, because... I think that needs to be stated. Um, and I haven't been able to do that the past two years. Um, 
my job notoriously has like opening night parties. I work at a theater and we couldn't have those this year. So I haven't gotten to dance since the Harry Styles concert. I was so, I was wearing my jumpsuit. I was wearing a blazer and I would say my signature look is a blazer with a bralette. This time it was full clothes, but once I'm in the blazer, it's time to go. And (laughs) we mean, we mean business. (laughs) Exactly. It's girl boss time. Um, and I just <laughs> girl boss like, I like I love her styles, but I was also just like, I am gonna dance my little heart out with all of these 18 year olds and my friend and it's gonna be great. And then it was. I just would like to enjoy my life. Um, because pre pandemic, I worked all the time. And now I'm not. I still am doing so many things. But I'm trying to do things that are fun now because... No, it makes sense. You're entitled to fun, and I think you're working very hard. This actually leads pretty perfectly into the next question that we do have for you. It's like you're working very hard. You're back in school right now, getting a master's in, and I hope I wrote this down correctly when you told me what the major is uh, and the master's is in, the master's in library and information science right now, which is insanely cool because it's not something that I feel like you hear often anymore so like what led you in all this time of like deciding and sitting and pandemic <laughs> stressing that we've all been experiencing all that like, time what made you that those fun little times that we've had over the past year what made you think like this is the career direction I want to go in and this is like this is the schooling I want to do and like what basically what led you to that decision really long-winded way of asking a simple question Jess you can talk as much as you want you can this is your podcast say more say more more starring us we rename our podcast say more (laughs) say even more <laughs> say, say much more. Say much more. Um, so I was working at a school pre-pandemic. Um, I like our friends here that are the hosts. Um, went to school for theater. Why? Great question. I still don't know the answer. Um, I just liked theater in high school, and I didn't know what else to do, so I just did it. Um, but I was also an English major. And by the end of college, I was doing like independent research and media studies. And the plan was always to be a media studies professor. Um, So I wanted to go get my PhD. And then I was working at a school teaching music classes and just like doing childcare. And I ended up really loving that job. And I love working with like very little kids. Um, My kids were like four years old to fifth grade but I mostly worked with preschoolers um and they really liked me and I really like them like they have they're just they don't remember who you are within five minutes and they tell you you're pretty all the time um and they just love you um I could always get like the kids who would get really upset about missing their parents I got them to calm down and I was just like I really love working with kids um, and feel mm-hmm. like I like doing social jobs. Um, I've always worked customer service. And the one time I was an office temp, 
Um, it was nice because I was getting paid well, but I hated it, and I hate sitting down, and I hate, like, static work. Um, so I was writing during the pandemic, and I still do for, like, film websites, but when the pandemic was happening, I was, like, I already knew the job market in academia was really bad, but then it just got worse during the pandemic, and... Uh-huh. So, actually, I was watching a lot of movies during the pandemic, as I do. I've never seen a movie, but also I watch two to four movies a day. Um, like, literally, so when I'm not in school, I watch two to four movies a day. It is my favorite pastime. I do. I have actually seen a movie. Surprise. So you've watched, but you um, haven't seen. It's a very important that's distinction. True. That's true. Yeah. I haven't seen a movie. It's like when you listen, but you don't hear. we need to be doing more hearing less less just listening people Mm -hmm. hear more (laughs) hear more um Um, so so you're watching movies i was watching the movie little monsters which if you haven't seen it it's a really great zombie movie on is it a gaga documentary little monsters no it's actually a horror movie starring lupita (laughs) diago Oh, I've definitely seen the trailer, though. Um, yeah, this came out in 2019, um, and it stars... It's an Australian film, actually. It's like um, a mm-hmm. horror zombie comedy, so it's not... They don't know scary. about Gaga, so... They don't. They don't. They, she doesn't exist there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the premise in the movie is that Lupita Nyong'o is a, is a kindergarten teacher, and she's taking her class on a field trip to the zoo, and at the zoo, there's a zombie apocalypse so like the zombies like get loose on this petting zoo and she has to keep her kids safe and the way that she keeps her kids calm is by like singing songs with them on the ukulele their favorite song is shake it off by taylor swift and she plays it and they sing along and it calms them down and like when i so i was working still during the pandemic like the school district was not going to close they like had a policy that if one person at the school got sick and was infected, then they'd close the school individually down, but they weren't going to close the district. So we still had to be like working with the kids while the pandemic was happening and no one was wearing masks. Like we didn't know what was happening. So we just had to tell the kids like, wash your hands, stay away from each other. Like let's try. And we tried like explaining to them what was happening, but we also didn't know what was happening. And we were just very stressed out because we were like, we're all going to die because the school district doesn't want to close the school. Yeah. But also I was like, I'm going to lose my job and then I won't have money. Um, so anyways, as I was watching this movie, I was like, yeah, so very similar to the movie, actually. Very similar to the movie. Well, like literally because the movie is about like helping kids get through crisis and that's exactly what we were doing at school. And one of my best friends from high school who just moved to Santa Monica started her master's in library science. And she was a kindergarten teacher before. And I was like, I love my job, but I'm furloughed. And I don't know when it's coming back. And it's also part time. And I can't live off. I've been living off like $300 a week paychecks for the past like four years. And I can't do that anymore. I want a full-time job. So I was like, you know, the closest thing to, like, working with kids full-time without being a teacher is a children's librarian. And so I just 
Googled what schools <laughs> in New York City um, have library science degrees and you have to go to an accredited university and there is only one and it's Queens College. So I applied and here I am. I also didn't know that librarians were paid well and then I Googled it and it turns out. That was going to be my next question, actually. Yeah. Is, so- is librarian a lucrative and, and what is the job market like for librarians currently? Well, right now, I would say it's not great because of the pandemic. So I don't know what it's like in other states, but the New York City public libraries had not opened until very recently. And a oh. lot of them are still not doing in-person programming. So I did go to like a seminar yesterday with Brooklyn Public Library. I was like a, a hiring open house. And you can't apply until you're two months from graduation. But like, I think they're starting to hire again. But um, at least in New York City, there are so many libraries. Like Brooklyn Public Library has like over 60 branches. And that's one of three systems because there's also New York Public Library and and um, Queens Public Library. And there's like at least three branches within walking distance of my apartment. So I would say like of all of the things I've tried to do in my life, being a librarian is the most like realistic like you know um uh-huh. yeah the job i mean i would like i worked in theater and then i worked in like film writing which made me no money um so <laughs> but in <laughs> addition to being realistic work. like in addition to being yeah. realistic isn't it that it's like it's something is it clicking though as you're finding that you're doing yeah. it you're like oh wow this is something that like it finally melds all of the things I really like together and it feels good. Is it, yeah. are you having any of that right now? Yeah, so I'm a volunteer at New York Public Library and I haven't started yet, but I had training last week and I just like left our meeting and cried because like, I just like wanted so badly to be working in a career where I was working with people, but like actually helping people. And when I was working in in a field where everyone just yeah. wants you to succeed and will like directly give you the like tools you need to do that. Whereas when I was and in like, theater, I just felt like everyone just was like not would not even speak to me about trying to move up. Or right, and it's like and you're you're kind of giving. Once you're involved and once, like, I'm imagining, I think everybody has an image in their head of librarian when they hear the word. It's not cool, young, hip Taylor Hunsberger necessarily. Um, But when you're, when you're well along in that journey, I think at that point, like, it is, like you said, a rewarding customer service experience because you do have that time to have the downtime R&R, the, like, sorting of the Dewey Decimal System, whatever it may be. Like, there is um, there is some introversion to all that, like, people work that you also have to do, which I think is a very nice customer service job that I wasn't ever thinking of. So I think that's Wait, cool I'm, that you, you saw that I'm out. Like, most of what we do, I mean, I'm not a librarian yet. I say that, but I'm not yet. I'm just, I'm just a student. But most of what we learn is, like, doing programming and – um, most of what I've learned the last, okay, I've only been in school for three, three semesters, but libraries are trying to be less of like a quiet space 
that's just for studying and more of like community centers, um, especially mm-hmm. in New York. I yeah, did a no pro- more hush hush. <laughs> no, um, librarians really don't like that, and I don't either yeah. because they don't want to discourage people from being in the space. And a lot, like in New York City, a lot of kids go to the library if their parents can't afford after school care. Um, I just mm-hmm. did a project last semester about how like homeless people who can't go to shelters during the day will sit in the library. Um, and like, so librarians like also give service to people, to homeless people um, and to like any low income person who needs job assistance. It's very much like social work combined with yeah you know regular librarianship which i didn't know but also they just do fun stuff like i've been doing a lot of reading about game nights and there was one article i read this week about like a library that set up a mini golf tournament in their library oh my god that's so fun it's so fun um yeah i just it's and a lot of the things i've been reading are just like they just want to like not justify I don't know what the word would be, but like like showing people that you're like allowed to be entertained and that there's nothing wrong with just yeah enjoying entertainment um because not everything has to be productive or like yeah it's not always so serious no libraries are fun yeah, Which I was is not like, the rap they have. Yeah, that is not rep. the rap that they get. I will say, like, as a child, I think our local public library was, like, a place I spent a good amount of time in because my mom was luckily a mom that was, like, go to the library <laughs> and fostered that. But my elementary school librarian is still one of my favorite people in my education growing up, and I think that that is incredible that that's something that you want to get back to kids is that ideally what you'd want to do is it a public library space or is it more are you thinking the education space do you know exactly like what the end goal or the ultimate the ultimate library experience is after yeah, you get that I'm, I'm going for public library you have to get a separate degree to work in a school um mm-hmm. you have to like have a master's in education also and like maybe I will do that someday, but I I love children, but I will say I do not like teaching them. Um, I like teaching adults, Fair. but teaching kids is like it's so difficult. Um, yeah, they just it's like you have to do behavior management while you're teaching them. And I used to yeah, tour. True. Well, I, I guess I should have said this earlier, but I used to tour a musical through the library, so that's another reason why. <laughs> uh huh. Um, but I used to do a space musical that me and my friend Rachel wrote, um, through the library system. And then we had to stop because of the pandemic, but it was just like four, like really little kids, like three to five. And they sat in a circle and we took them on this little space journey and I sang them songs with my ukulele and we had a little planet puppet. And it's a good way of like educating kids without having to teach them. Like all of their programming is definitely educational, but their parents are there or they're like someone is there to be with them instead of them just like being at school running around and having no supervision yeah so wait hard hard hitting question or maybe not maybe it's already been asked many times before in terms of the like 
digital takeover of the world, the doom and gloom of everything's going digital now, Amazon closed Toys R Us, um, all of that. Very that. R.I.P. Very that. R.I.P. Um, how necessarily do you feel about the future of libraries and like what does it look like for you especially in this quote-unquote modern world because I do think it has staying power a library I don't think it's going anywhere it's not like unfortunately like small independently owned bookshops it's a library has way more like you said there's multi-facets to its use so I don't think it's going anywhere but what necessarily do you see as the future of the library yeah we talk about this a lot in school um I don't know like it's hard to gauge because every state is different but at least with New York City um and I think most libraries now have started like doing digital literacy um for adults and kids um they have these things at not so much the libraries near me because the Brooklyn Public Library branches are very small, but I think at central locations they have these things called maker spaces. Um, they're primarily for teens, but they have stuff like 3D printers and like podcasting equipment and video equipment and computers and all of these things that um, and they're and like coding equipment um, and coding classes and programs and stuff so that they can teach kids how to use technology um, and adults too. Um, I have to learn, I'm taking a class on video games this semester. So we're like learning about that, which is like not my favorite thing. I am not a huge, like I don't know a lot about technology. I feel like with our generation, we did grow up on the internet, but I think my knowledge of using technology is very low. Um, oh my God, wait, what's the verdict on and please say that both of you had something like this in elementary school that like computer lab that everybody had yeah. in there <laughs> yeah, in their 100%. elementary school oh, three, two, one ten. ten that was the air conditioned room that was my oh, place to yeah, fucking right. decompress baby I would say fuck recess all the time literally <laughs> Mavis Mava Beacon raised me like <laughs> It's I used to look up goosebumps stories. <laughs> oh, I would um, skip recess in the fourth grade, and me and my friends used to go on one of those gaming sites, but one of the ones that definitely gave your computer viruses, and we definitely tried to talk to adults who would, like, probably oh my God. us, and we were in the fourth grade, so we didn't understand. Oh <laughs> Did you go on Omegle in the computer lab? Yeah. <laughs> Not Omega. No, it's definitely like one of those like gaming. We're on Mini Clip. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what was I saying? So yeah, the libraries are like trying to just, um, like embrace the digital world as they should. Mm -hmm. Um, I know during the pandemic, like, I mean, libraries have always had ebooks. Um. But I think people started using them a lot more and have, like, yeah. a lot of older people, like, know that things like Libby exist now. Libby is, like, um, an app for downloading ebooks from your library. I'm trying to teach um, my mom about the audiobook one. Yeah. Um, I don't like audiobooks. I cannot pay attention to them. But I do like 
that I can just download an ebook on my phone and read it, like at work or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it like showed people a lot how useful the library was because it was closed. Like the physical buildings were closed up until very recently. They moved all of their children's programming online. So I wrote a report on the, the library that's down the street from me and they did all of their programming like on Facebook um, and still have all the videos up. Um, I joined a lot of like New York Public Library programming that was at branches that aren't near me. I was doing like poetry classes during poetry month this year. Um, I just think it's cool. I wish like more people knew about it because like when I was looking at the New York Public Library calendar, I was like, they offer so many classes. Like they yeah. just offer free um, classes in like maybe three other different languages. Um, and it's like for older people, they have like book groups and um, yeah, they're, they're doing, the library's great. <laughs> yeah. I well, it's going to be everyone... even better when you're in it, boo. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, I think, so when I was growing up, everyone always told me that I looked like a librarian. To be fair. Are they reading? Yeah, so I used to have, like, I mean, my glasses are kind of cat eye glasses, but I used to, like, I don't know if you remember my glasses from college, but they were, like, Ray-Bans that were like purple cat eyes and I looked like a librarian and I used to dress like I mean I still kind of dress like one but in college like really late and on I wore skirts all the time really tried to do that so wait did you so consider this a compliment or were, like growing up or did you get this like growing um, up and you were offended by it and then embraced it like what no, was the what was the journey like for you I wasn't like, and I was just like, I don't think I'm going to be a librarian. And then this year I was like, oh, I think I'm going to be a librarian. <laughs> Pulled out the purple cat eyes and said, it is time. Yeah. I mean, people <laughs> always told me that my aesthetic was hot librarian because I will say the way that I dress is, I would say, pretty edgy. Um, I don't like to wear a shirt very often. I wear, I mean, I have bangs. Um, my hair is usually dyed either pink or purple. Um, I have bangs. I wear chokers a lot. Like, I would say my aesthetic is indeed hot librarian. And then I did incidentally also become one. And it was, like, not the plan at all. But sometimes other people know you better than you know yourself. I mean, it's true. It's true. <laughs> even um, people, as you were growing up, calling you a librarian, even those people. <laughs> I mean, I think they, I mean, like, I feel like they were trying to tell me something. They were trying to say, get out of the media industry before you get laid off. And I didn't listen. Thank you for sharing all this stuff. I think that this is, it's really interesting. Like, you know, when we were first discussing that this is a library science, it just is like a really interesting concept I don't think many people know about and it just makes me feel good that other people like think it's cool because I think a lot of my pressure to feel like I had to keep publishing things was because when I publish things people would give me validation for it and be like yeah. cool you publish something when like when you're a writer someone else has to accept that so it's like oh, you were good enough to get accepted by this person who has a higher position than you. Whereas in, like, the library, they're just like, yeah, you can do your job, just do it. Um, and no one, like, no one has 
like there's hierarchies, but no one's like, you Get know, like the like they're all just equal. Like everyone's just a librarian. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh well, that is. I mean, that's awesome. It's that you found like that community and found that for yourself. Um, and we wish you the best of luck as you continue to move forward with your library studies, your science yeah. studies. Yeah, I'm science, so I keep telling people I'm a woman in STEM because um, I technically am. Well, because, like, the research libraries, um, like, the articles published, like, in journals are all studies because it's all, like, um, observing whether programs work or not. So it's technically science. So, yeah. pour one out for women in STEM. Hello. Pour one out for women in STEM. STEM more. Um, okay, gang. So, Taylor, as we previously mentioned, you apparently have beef with the Liminal Spaces bot on Twitter. And I can't say I exactly know what that is, but I can kind of glean from the name. Um, do tell. Yeah. Please. I'm... <laughs> I like, please, first fill me, first fill me in on, like, the mission of the liminal spaces bot. Yes. Okay. So, I learned what a liminal space is in Bleep. performance uh-huh. class, senior year. Mm-hmm. A liminal space, like, the definition of the word liminal is literally between two things. So, a liminal space is, like, a hallway that is between two rooms. It's, like... A literal thing. It's not just like this abstract concept. <laughs> yeah. A real physical thing. And it's a real definition. Oh, but the little spaces bot I found, like, I follow a lot of people on Twitter. I have two Twitter accounts. You're not going to know my private one. The hosts do follow me, but no one else is allowed to. And then I have my public <laughs> one where I follow all of my editors and people that I write with. And it's like for professional use. Uh-huh. So I saw people retweeting the Liminal Spaces bot. The Liminal Spaces bot seems to just be a bot that tweets photos of, like, unsettling-looking places. Like, a lot of the times it's, like, a parking lot with dim lighting. One of them was, like, literally just a photo of Walmart in the parking lot. And I was like, <laughs> that's literally not liminal. Like, I don't want to be an asshole because... I mean, like, I think knowing the definition of the word liminal in general can come off as, like, being, like, an academic asshole. But, like, literally, I think anyone who has a liberal arts degree should know what the word liminal means. And it's just... And also, the person running the liminal spaces bot on Twitter should know the definition of the word liminal is between two things. So they (laughs) can also tweet photos of just, like, a pool... And I'm and I <laughs> retweet them with comments because like it's not a liminal space. It's just not. It's just an like odd looking place. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up. And get no, I'm looking people. at them actually right now. Wait, it's have, just have they like weird lighting? And they've never responded. If that's I was just about at. to ask, like, have they ever oh. acknowledged this beef? No, but there's another liminal spaces bot that will retweet whenever I tweet the word liminal. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, like, didn't think this was, like, um, you know, a thing that people noticed I was doing. See, the last one that they tweeted two hours ago is a hallway. That one's a hallway. Yes, fair liminal enough, and the next one's, like, 
a gorge, which could be liminal. The next yeah. one's like a town square, which is liminal. Yeah. And then we get to like like a Chuck E. Cheese, like an old arcade diamond. table. This is a parking lot. You can't see it, but it's it's oh sorry. <laughs> but it's it's just it's it's just a parking lot. That's right. not We need to bring back Tumblr is what I'm hearing here. Because this person just wants an excuse to post like spooky aesthetic spaces. Not even spooky. Like um um, I don't even know what the word is. Abandoned aesthetic spaces. Yeah, like abandoned yes. malls. It should just not. be called abandoned spaces, not liminal. It should just be called spaces, but like the A is an X. And <laughs> then it should be on Tumblr. And it should just be a photo blog on Tumblr where it's the word spaces, but the A is an X. Okay, so yeah, what is no. the verdict on liminal spaces? And then what's well, the verdict on liminal spaces bot? Everyone say a titter. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh huh. Three, two, one. Tit tat. Tat. Tit. Tit tit. No, no. I was. Oh my gosh. Liminal spaces in general. Tit. <laughs> liminal spaces. I don't like so much coming and going. Liminal spaces. I like being in one spot. Actually, no. Yeah. So. Uh, like we would talk about liminal spaces and performance studies as in like the time like being in college is a liminal space technically because like there's like your childhood and then there's adulthood and the time between that is college so that's like very liminal time in your life and now that I'm thinking about it all of those liminal times suck so uh-huh I mean we're always going from one place. Everything's everything's liminal, if we're being honest, because Nick, you right, can't by that definition, because- the bot is a little right. <laughs> no, no, no. Like no. until you're, I have until you're dead now, and I'm here to withhold uphold it because I didn't think people were noticing because I'm a comedian, and you know I try to get people to follow me because. You know, it helps my career as a writer, and I have mm-hmm. 300 followers. No one ever likes my jokes, but whenever I retweet the liminal bot and say it's not a liminal space, I get a lot of traction, and it's not for people who follow the liminal spaces bot. And then I'll get people who just text me out of the blue and say, my favorite thing is your beef with the liminal spaces bot. <laughs> and... um mm. I will say, out of all of the things I've tried in comedy, that's not what I was, like, really going for. But I'm glad it turned out well. Um, so I just had to clarify that beef because we brought it up and I thought... Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Only place to squash it is what's is the courtroom here. What's the verdict? Uh, yeah. I hope they're listening. Yeah, I hope they I'll are, I'll send too. it to them. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, We'll tag them. Yeah, the socials will be in touch with their socials. It's fine. Um, so we're going to play a game, Taylor. It's a new game. Um, it's something we've introduced pretty recently to the pod. It's called Tit Tat Toe. It's a lot like Fuck, Marry, Kill. You get a list of three things and you either tit, like it forever, tat, hate it forever, or toe. You could take it or leave it. You are very indifferent toward it. It could not exist, and you wouldn't care. Um, in honor of the Harry Styles concert, we've chosen three 
Harry songs for you <laughs> to choose to fuck, marry, kill, or tit, tat, toe, as it were. Um, and the songs are Kiwi, Treat People with Kindness, and Watermelon Sugar. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Okay. This is hard. Because- did I do that? <laughs> he did, actually. He did. Actually, I did. <laughs> this is hard because Treat People with Kindness has really been stuck in my head this week, and I love the music video, but... Hmm. Yeah, um, this does include its entire lore in terms of songs, so music videos are say, included. Yeah, I would say tit, kiwi, tat, treat people with kindness, and toe watermelon sugar. Mm, I Interesting. think it's kind of, I well, it's tough because no matter what you choose, I think for me... If I, I think we all can take a turn at this. I think I would also tit kiwi. I would tat watermelon sugar and toe treat people with kindness only because I love treat people guys. But kiwi has that iconic like food fight music video and something unlocks inside of me. Something feral erupts from me during kiwi. I mean, the thing is that kiwi, like the lyrics make absolutely no sense. Like I'm I'm having your baby... Harry, you 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 can't first of all, and second, what does that mean? Um, well, he says it in the lyrics. It's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just something like that is like I told Jess that I think "Woman" is his hottest song, but I think "Kiwi" is like up there. Like it's just like banger, go hard, let's get hot and heavy. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas like watermelon sugar is also that and then treat people with kindness is just like I mean I do love it's so hard they're all so good but I know treat people with kindness is like it's unfair the way that treat people with kindness is positioned because if it was any other song I think I would have given it the tit but Nick what would you do I think um unfortunately unpopular opinion alert um I have to tat kiwi I knew it was coming because I truly don't know what song it is based on the title kiwi that's true and every time i hear the word kiwi i have to like ask someone which song that is and i also haven't seen the music video so mm-hmm. for those reasons i'm out fair, fair for fair. my tit i'm gonna tit watermelon sugar because the music video is okay, classic. Yeah. This video is dedicated to touching. This song is classic. This video is dedicated. This video to is dedicated touching. to touching. And that was at such a moment. Um, yeah. And it, it was a moment and it was of a moment. It continues to be a moment. But it's still, and it continues to be a moment. When I was exactly. at the wedding, I literally was like, Watermelon Sugar is a perfect live wedding band song. Uh, You're and like, all right, Jess. It's, it's all- about being sexy but it's about also being a sour patch watermelon like <laughs> like if there's anything so that's watermelon true, sugar it's it's, it's one of my favorite candies watermelon. of all time water sour patch watermelon yeah so I also going to the music video I'd, he really showed us he was a feminist ally in that moment and i think that's that was big and i love watermelon i love watermelon flavor and i love watermelon culture because it it means summer it means fun it means 
being a Sour Patch Watermelon. <laughs> I'm going to toe the line on treat people with kindness because it's kind of a, it's it kind of a toe song. It is a middle ground me. song, yeah. But like it's a it's a video. cute song to have stuck in your head. But it's not the music video to overtake Watermelon Sugar for this era for me. Wait, did you know that Watermelon Sour Patch are one of my favorite candies? They're, I think every, they should be everyone's favorite they candy. They're so good. They should be. They came out with a, with a Sour Patch Watermelon lip gloss. They came out with a Sour Patch Watermelon setting spray. They came out with a Sour Patch, normal Sour Patch palette. And then they came out with a little bag of sponges that looks like Sour Patch Kids. And I want to buy all of it. Wait, I want to look it up. What? Oh, and they came out with lip scrubs. Oh. They came out with a red and blue lip scrub. It's been all over my Instagram and I want to buy all of it. I want the watermelon, the Sour Patch Watermelon lip gloss so bad. Yeah. And then all tastes like watermelon sugar. <laughs> wow, they really should. They really missed out on an opportunity to get Harry to sponsor this. Why has he not done like a Sour Patch commercial? I I literally think that song is about Sour Patch watermelons. I don't know, but he missed his shot, and Ms. Rodrigo has that cornered now. It's true. Um, sour what is she a Sour Patch kid? Oh, I guess sour. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Taylor, what we're gonna do now? This is just game night on what's the verdict. We're gonna switch to our game that we play every week here on what's the verdict. Approach the bench. Approach the bench. And what we do in this game is that we take a list of verdicts that we have compiled specifically for you that we didn't quite get a chance to talk about today. And we give them to you in a rapid fire format. So you're going to have 60 seconds. And for each verdict, you will say tit or tat. And then you will have a random number of words between one and 10 to explain your verdict. Okay? And your number of fate and destiny today is one. What? <laughs> I'm have so we sorry ever to say. We had a one on the pod yet. I don't know that we've I ever had a one on the pod. It could be an exclusive. This is What's the verdict first? You could say that I am the one. You are the one. And. So do you understand the rules? Tit, tat, and one word to describe yeah. why. So it's like technically two words, but <laughs> but one of them's tit or tat, so. I'm very On the right excited. side, like, you won't mess up the counting part of it. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'm a woman scam. I can't mess this up. <laughs> All right, Taylor, how do you feel? You feel confident? You feel ready? Yeah. <laughs> And with awesome. that really affirmative yes, judges, high and low, this is Taylor Hunsberger approaches the bench in three, two, one, go. Montero. Tit. Good. <laughs> Being in your late 20s. Uh, tat. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Dewey Decimal System. Ah, uh, tat. Racist. <gasps> Sushi. Tat. Fish. <laughs> Matt James on Dancing with the Stars. Tit. Yeah. <laughs> John Green. Oh, tat. Ah, cigarettes. <laughs> um, Hank Green. Oh, tit. Science. 
<laughs> um, Liv Tyler's beauty care routine. Oh my god, tit! ASMR! <laughs> 10 seconds. Um, slideshows. Tit! Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, onions. Tit? Tasty. Oh, and that's a minute. <laughs> and that is a minute. Wow. You got, um, descriptive. Yeah, I mean, you said so I much with one word, and that one says... Word? It's all in the inflection um, when you have one word. That's very yeah. true, and I think you nailed that. That is, um, you honestly said so much without saying, <laughs> without saying very much at the same time. I wanna, was Dewey not- Decimal racist, Mr. Dewey? Yeah. Sorry, that's what um, I was immediately drawn to. That's yeah. same here. Um, I also just explained this to my therapist last week. Um, so, <laughs> Mr. Dewey. So, say more, girl. I'm here to say more about Mr. fucking Dewey. Um, so, he, like, was notoriously, like, pretty sexist, even though he, like, did try to get women into the field. He was, like, one of the founding people of the United States Public Library. Um but he was like very anti-Semitic, did not want black people using the public libraries, all that kind of mm. good stuff. And then the Dewey Decimal System itself, first of all, is very complicated and difficult. And mm-hmm. um, oh, I yeah. hate it. It's very hard. Whereas like there are different systems. The Library of Congress has its own system, which is like much more manageable. But the Dewey Decimal System is broken up into 10 parts. So it's like zero, 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 and then... 100, 200, 300, 400, all the way to 900, uh-huh. um, which is very limiting, and it's very Western-centric. So, like, the, the like, religion section is, like, all of the subcategories are, like, Christianity, and then there's one section for other religions. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> the entire world already uses the system, so it's really, like, they can't replace it, but in general, like, there have been, like scholarships and awards named after him that have been renamed because everyone who works in libraries like knows he was awful um and that the system is just like not inclusive of anything other than the western world oh. so, when did when did um he live slash make the dewey decimal system i don't know the exact time period but it was like a lot it was like in the 1800s it was like really early America. so we have books about things that like they could not even fathom thinking about in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. But it's and they just, just have like to the fit into the system that was made in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Wow. Uh, is his Talk name, about a liminal Is his last space. name Dewey? <laughs> yeah, Talk about his last little. name. I think his first name's John, but don't quote me on that. Don't you probably safe, probably safe bet to say the name was like John. Yeah, <laughs> there's I a lot of guys named John. There's um um a book about Dewey the cat. There's there was a library cat named Dewey, and there's a book about him. And now I just feel very conflicted that they named the cat Dewey. <sighs> I um wonder if there's a drag king named Dewey Decimal. Oh my god! And there should be. Um, I don't if know. If there's not, there I should be. Like, because I don't like Dewey. Yeah. Wouldn't, but if I were to ever do drag, I would love that. I think that would rock. They do. I'm yeah. doing um, a paper this week on queer inclusive programming for kids. And one of the things that I was reading about was drag queen story time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Amazing. 
Yes. So I hope one I've seen a, I've seen about that. It sounds really fun. Yeah. So I hope one of them names themselves Dewey Decimal. That would be that would be an awesome like way of taking Dewey. that back. I guess the name Dewey is also just a name. It is. So. That do be true. I guess. (laughs) I think it's that time that we asked Taylor a really important question. Mm -hmm. The question we ask every week. Can you show us your tits? And (laughs) it's a little segment in which our guests and us just gush about stuff that we love and are loving and maybe will love forever. That's that's pretty much it. So it sums it up. Nick, do you have something you want to share with the with the group? Yeah, um I do. <laughs> and this week for me, um my tit is that why are you laughing already? You don't even I don't know. know. It's, it's just like uh, you can't see it, but you, or like the audience can't see it. But your face was like very <laughs> like yes, I do. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I'm excited. Um, so in my tit is that Survivor 41 was on yesterday. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, 41 season. I just have to say on our 41st episode of What's the Verdict, too. Oh my god, on our fucking 41st episode of What's the Verdict, um, Survivor 41 premiered yesterday, and it was a it was really good. I'm just putting that out there. The casting is good. The twists are good. There's a renewed energy in the series, um, which did not happen when Big Brother returned, Mm. and that's because bad people like Big Brother and good people like Survivor Um, but (laughs) on this season 41 of Survivor there's three tribes and my tip this week is that their names are yes love you and (laughs) I don't know what their their names are are just kind of variations of that the first one is like yes uh, or something. It's like Y A S S E or something. But but Jeff was like the yes a tribe, and I was like yes queen. <laughs> and then the second one is called Luvu, but it's spelled L U V U, which is totally how I would write love you in a text <laughs> to someone. And then the third one is just literally called Ua, the letters U and A, the letter U and then the letter A. That's their whole tribe name, Ua. Uh, I and that's my tip this week. <laughs> I have. <laughs> the people are speechless um team shan team evie and so, that's wait, all i have to so say long since i've watched survivor are these tribes like do you root for the whole uh-huh. tribe or is it like individuals within the tribe um so basically I guess you could do either. They all eventually have to like vote people out from right. yeah. their tribe. It's like the tribes compete against each other. And if they lose, they have to vote someone out. Right. So I guess you're hoping the tribe that you want with your people on it will win. Gotcha. But now because it's only 26 days instead of 39, which is a big difference. Since there's three tribes, when you don't win, you both have to go to tribal uh, council so two people get out hmm. so you have to win yes uh, it's very intense 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> love you. Ooh, I think it's just the way you say them that tickles me. I think that absolutely I love tickled them. me. <laughs> I always wonder where they come up with the names too, but uh, like, does it have anything to do with like, like where the location is, or no? I don't know. They're always in Fiji these days. Oh, so. mm, gotcha. Because they get a huge tax credit for it. Oh. Spoiler. Then <laughs> there you go. Um, Jess, what is your tit this week? Oh, yes. Uh, my tit this week is, uh, hear me out. You know, like your favorite songs. Songs that perhaps you go back yes. and listen to because you don't want to hear new songs at the moment. Um, yeah. Songs you haven't heard in a while, and you're like, oh my god, throwback, love it. Now imagine that song with a full cinematic orchestra behind it. Oh my god. That's my tip this week, is when, like, YouTube creators, <laughs> or, like, orchestras in general, or, like, any, like, big cinematic orchestra, orchestral cover of any song, just, like, exists on the TL, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, famously, one of my favorites is I don't... This is how I first got involved in, like, weird YouTube video creations of, like, couples. Like, specifically, this was a Jim and Pam six-minute oh. long YouTube video. Oh, like, an, a, like a fan cam? Yeah, like a fan, fan-made video. Um, this was my first introduction into music like this. Cringe, um, okay. Unfortunately... I don't know how I stumbled upon it. I think I may have just been watching a scene from it. But it was this orchestral version of Fix You, which you know already. Again, a little cringe. Um, Yeah. But the way that this single person had, like, created an entire cinematic universe out of this, like, Just Okay song... It was something that moved me forever. And I literally would go back and rewatch this fan-made video all for the music. Like, I would literally stop listening to whatever, like, the dumb edits of, like, Jim being, like, the teapot. Um, And only listen to the swell into, like, the big, like, tears stream down your face. So um, that video has since been removed from the internet. But I did download it onto my iPod Touch, famously. So... (laughs) So don't worry, I still have the orchestra so you gotta version dig of that Fix out. You. Yeah, I've got to dig that bad boy out. Um, but yeah, I, like Stavros, guest of the pod, um, had just sent me one of Hallelujah, and that really got me going again. It like literally grabbed me by the throat during the first uh, the first opening stanzas, and I was like, oh god, I love music like this so much. Um, people do it with Taylor Swift music all the time, like Wildest Dreams. Imagine it. Imagine Wildest Dreams, Taylor's version, cinematic verse version. I would be there for it, actually. Yeah, and then come back and tell me that it, that's not a tit. So that's my, <laughs> that's my tit this week. Um, I dare any of you to look up any song that comes to mind, orchestral version, and see what you can find and maybe um, have your world rocked. Yeah, I was listening That's to so good. during my summer semester while I was doing homework because I found Vitamin String Quartet, and they have a whole cover album of Brand New Eyes by Paramore. The whole album. Oh, my God. It's orchestral. Oh it's so good. I would yeah. jam in. 
So that's that's my tit. I see it for you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. And thank you for listening. Say even more, Taylor. Show us your tits. <laughs> so my tit this week is Anna Marie Tendler and her very wild Instagram account. Um, <gasps> this is such a good one, actually. <laughs> um, Anna Marie Tendler, famously, whose ex-husband is John Mulaney in the John Mulaney controversy verse um but i'm here to make the case that anna marie tendler is way too cool for john mulaney just in general um yeah um so i don't know if if you haven't got to see her instagram account please go do so um first of all she is hot like hot in that like she's very attractive but also like She's an artist, so her Instagram is all, like, photography, and it's all very, like, it's beautiful. It's very, like, haunted house. Like, a lot of her photos are, like... Liminal spaces. Yes, except not really. Um, She has this series. um, I think it's... I don't know. I don't remember the exact name, but it's, like, rooms in the first house, and it's rooms of her, like, mourning after her divorce in the house that she shared. With John Mulaney. I believe that's what it is. There's no description, but like most of the photographs are her like in morning clothes, like in the rooms of her house. Um, there's one where she's like, I think it's black and white and she's just like crying in her underwear, like in this very cool lighting. Um, she's just so cool. And like some of her photos, her profile pic on Instagram is her just smoking a cigarette in her underwear that was lit by a candelabra. And I just like okay. dare you to tell me that that woman isn't miles above John Mulaney. I just think she's I just think she's hot and cool. She is. And, and I think it's interesting like- that she like is kind of I mean, there's obviously effort that's put into her art, so it's like quote unquote effortless effortlessly cool and then you have resident quote-unquote cool girl olivia munn as the other woman i think it's an interesting dichotomy because uh the object of cool in the middle of the two of them yeah and not to brag but last night i was looking i was scrolling through anna's instagram and one of her highlights is her star signs as vintage 80s pulp covers um and she is a pisces moon and i am a pisces moon and pisces moons are very um emotional but they're also very creative and they tend to live in their own little worlds and i remember there was a point on my instagram where i used to take like photos in interesting weird haunted lighting and i just feel like i just feel at peace looking at her very sexy sad instagram um, but I want the best for her. Like, I I love that she has, a, like, a friendship with Olivia Rodrigo now. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Wait, sh- what? Huh? Yeah, so um, right after Olivia Rodrigo um, released her album, Anna Marie Tendler famously um, posted that she was listening to one of the songs. And I forget which song it was. Um, it might have been good for you. And she was like... 
yeah, girl. And Olivia Rodrigo was like, yeah. And there's this photo of yeah, girl. Yeah. on Anna's Instagram. Yeah. It's so cool. She's so weird. There's like, she's like on a staircase, but she's lying upside down in like underwear and a t-shirt, like scrolling through her phone. It's so cool. And then Olivia Rodrigo commented and was like, this is cool. Yeah, girl. And I just like love that. And that means they're friends now. Like, abolish celebrity culture but also like i want anna marie tendler to like thrive and um i want her to make more money than john mulaney just point blank yeah all right she is really saying so talk about getting one word and approach the bench that girl says so much with that with her photography i think it's it's a weird and sad situation and I hope that she comes out of it thriving as well um I did did y'all see the Dumois post that apparently um it was like famous ex-wife of like fallen comedian hooks up with subject of many of his jokes and people are like did Adam Marie Tendler hook up with Timothy Chalamet what (laughs) I hope not he's no I can't. I can't even go on Dumois anymore. No, I just, I just like, can't handle it. It came up on my TikTok. Honestly, I am not a Dumois uh, follower, but I said that's enough. That's enough for now. The John Mulaney verse is growing too much, and it's, it's stressing me out. I just like I'm, I like his comedy, but I've never been invested in his like life. I just started once they got divorced. I I like just looked at her Instagram because someone had tweeted about. Power her Instagram is like wild and I looked it up and she's just cool. Um and she's a very good aesthetic. And I was like, why was this I mean like I'm sure they were in love, but like she deserves a lot better than that like cardboard cutout white guy, you know? To that I would say, yeah, girl. <laughs> I feel such peace being uninvolved. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. The internet forced I, me to be I involved. don't. I've never heard this woman's name in my life. Wow. She's a cool You should check out, yeah, the Instagram actually is. I'll check out her Instagram. The art is actually very beautiful, I will say. Like, the photography is beautiful. Um, Him and Kanye are two figures that recently I felt very good about not engaging with. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Good. Like, I like John Mulaney's comedy, but I feel like a lot of people who follow John Mulaney are also, like, musical theater people who like sing in public you know what i mean yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's anyway also i think we've forgotten about the fact that like i do like oh hello but they do say the n-word like more than once and like out loud and i know they're characters mm. but i'm just like do we just forget that that happened and just assumed that this guy was like a wholesome comedian who has never done anything wrong. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It seems that people have. Yeah. People are really, were really willing to forgive um, until he made it impossible to forget. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. Follow Marie Tendler and stop having parasocial relationships with celebrities you don't know. Yeah, girl. Um, thank you With for that, we got to move on to the Taz. 
I, I much have to wife. say. I just think she's tall. Did you say I just think she's tall? No. I mean, she might be. I just said oh. <laughs> That too. Um, our tats are the opposite of our tits where we say something that we hate. Mm-hmm. And then we explain about it. And this week, I think that we have to call it tat more. Tat more. Oh, beautiful. It has so many layers. <laughs> so, Jess, can you please tap more for us? Yeah, I can absolutely tap more. Um, It's been about, let's count it out. It's been like almost five years since I've made a very public statement about this thing that I hate. But I think it's <laughs> oh, time gosh. to... um to bring it back because we're still doing it in our late 20s um we're still captioning our fucking photos i did a thing oh my god (laughs) here we go here we go (laughs) with a picture that explicitly shows us exactly what it is you just did and i don't care if you got engaged if you got a haircut if you got a new dog if you say we did a thing and you don't specify what it is that you did, you're automatically less of a human to me. I'll say it. You're less of a human and you're more of a cog in a big old machine we call life, baby. Because this is the dumbest, most unoriginal caption. And the fact that we're still saying it in 2020 after we've all been through so much and Everybody is having their own little mental renaissance that we're still saying, I did a thing with a big fat fucking rock on your finger underneath it and 87 emojis to say exactly what you did. And then you're going to rub salt in the wound and say hashtag engaged or better yet, snip, 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 snip. I did a thing. Snip, snip. Like, you adding onomatopoeia doesn't make the caption any less stupid, nonsensical, or that much more of a dead end. It's a dumb thing. Well, I'm not an investigative journalist. I'm not here to figure out what you did by scrolling down. Tell me exactly what you did or come up with a more original caption or don't post it all. Not anymore. We're over it. Pizza is back to being just a thing we eat. We're done saying a dead thing. <laughs> absolutely fucking not humanity <laughs> i have one follow-up question ma'am yeah did someone do this recently to yes. you or someone okay. someone did do it recently someone who like i couldn't stand for years and was always like i hate this and then like recently got back into my good graces we made up during the pandemic actually we like oh, both God. were like i'm sorry for being who i was you know during this time mm-hmm. same um and then they got engaged and captioned their photo. I did a thing. <laughs> and I said... And then they were right back <laughs> right back on the street. Right back where we started. <laughs> wow. It's an oldie but a goodie. An oldie but a goodie. It was, I was like holding off on it, honestly, for so long on this podcast. <laughs> because I was like, I made an entire horror movie Gone Girl-esque trailer about this back in college. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was a pretty loud statement. But yeah. the fact that we're still doing it almost five years later, we're still saying that we haven't evolved mentally. I don't believe that. I know we have. Yeah. Um, so that's my 
That's my tat more. <laughs> Nick, what about Thank you, you this week? <laughs> Thank you for tatting more. Um, this week, I got to do it. I'm so sorry. Oh, but I have to tag Google Drive because where the <laughs> fuck is anything? No. Anything that I'm what? trying to find on Google Drive. Where is it? Why would is you it, even Am I shared with me? That? I don't know. Is it in a folder? Is it in the, a link that was sent to me and then I opened it and now the link has disappeared? Because now I can't find the folder that you sent me. Or do I have to request own do I have to request edit access so I can open the thing? I don't know where anything is on Google Drive. And I shouldn't have to add it to my Google Drive for it to appear in my Google Drive when you're the one that sent it to me to my Google Drive. Google Drive is the mess. Keep going. <laughs> that's all I have to say because she's trying to show me recent. She's trying to show me shared. She's trying to show me my personal files. They're all getting mixed and mingled and stirred in a giant cauldron by Mr. Google the Witch. <laughs> and I don't know where things are ending up in this big soup. And for that reason, I'm out. The worst is when it's like, it recommends things that are like, you opened this last week. Well, it's like, well, Mr. Google the Witch, I needed it last week. I don't need it now. I needed it last I week. I need the thing that opened literally 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I need the thing that someone texted me and then I was talking about and, and suddenly it's disappeared. Because they gave me access, but they didn't share it with me. So now I can can never find it again. Yeah, having to ask for editing access is honestly one of the most embarrassing. It's so fucking <laughs> embarrassing. When, it, when you open it up and it's like, actually, you're not on the right email. And you're like, do you know which one it's to? And I'm like, no. And they're like, can you tell the little owner to open the door, please? <laughs> I'm like, they're busy. They're busy. I just want to open a freaking Google Doc. And, and for that reason, Google Doc, I don't need you to see me trying to think of what word I want to put in the Google Doc. Don't watch. Oh, my God. That's the worst. So that's for feature. a different time. That's for a Wait, different time. Wait, I now have a follow-up question. Yeah. Did yeah. something happen with you and Mr. Google the Witch recently? Oh, my God. So, like, <laughs> for the past two weeks, I've been trying to use Google Docs for various reasons. Not really this podcast because I know I pretty much know everything is for this podcast. Yeah. But for various reasons, I've been I've been sending people links. I've been emailing. I've been sending, 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 and receiving, receiving, receiving. And now I need time to rest. Yeah, Google Docs is such a large portion of my job and my day that the fact that I still haven't figured it out makes me feel like a big dum dum. But I know it's Google Docs. It's not me. It can't be me. I'm not the big dum dum. In, in theory, I get Lynch. it. And then I. <laughs> And then I try, yeah, and then I try and find something and Mr. Google the Witch, <laughs> zip, zap, zap, it's gone. So, uh, that is my tat. An, not even, not necessarily an oldie, but like a truey and a goodie, I would say. <laughs> I haven't had a truey for a while, so here we are. It's such a truey. Thank you, Nick, for bearing your soul and for sharing and for of introducing course. us to p- potentially the best name nickname for an app I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> You're so welcome. Mm-hmm. Taylor, tat more. <laughs> okay, so this is something I noticed before the pandemic, but mostly during the pandemic. And it's my tat 
is when people talk on the phone in public, but they're also on speakerphone oh, in public. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. This has happened to me a lot in the grocery store um, during the pandemic. Which also means that they didn't have their masks on. And, like, I think I've only noticed this because people in, like, the suburbs don't do it because you don't walk as much. So, like, how would you notice? Like, people just aren't talking on the phone in public. But everywhere in Brooklyn, whenever I go for a walk, people are holding their phones like this. And they're talking into their phone. And it's on speakerphone. And they're still walking. But they're also walking in the middle of the sidewalk or in the middle of the aisle and if you've ever been in a new york city grocery store the aisles are like less than a size of a person so if that person's in the middle of the aisle talking on their phone on speakerphone out loud um you can't walk past and you can't talk to them because they're on the phone um and people do this on public transportation too i will say it's mostly People who I would perceive as being men. Um, and I think that makes sense. Um, they're just always on speakerphone. And it's just like, it's- I saw someone today going to cross the street and like dialing the phone to start speaking on speaker while with their child and like pushing a cart down the street, like one of those like granny shopping carts they use in New York City. And just like, talking on the phone about to cross into traffic and i was like can't you just like wait until you're at home or even just to the other side of the road so you're not in the crosswalk yeah it just seems to be at the most inconvenient times and i'm just like i just don't understand why now why this moment why now why this moment it's always like people have generally pretty good etiquette I feel like now I don't live in a city but generally pretty good etiquette when they have headphones with a phone or are just holding the phone up to their ear but the second that they press that speaker button it all all human behavior code disappears yeah it's it's absurd Joe Biden should send everyone airpods (laughs) (laughs) Every household in America needs AirPods. (laughs) Send us four masks, a rapid test, and AirPods. Four masks. That's my platform. AirPods. We did it, Joe. (laughs) We did it, Joe. piece. I think no one should be speaking on the speakerphone in public. I need to tell you, my dad does this in public, in private. In semi-public, private situations, alone, so I understand the, the issue. I also just like, do you not like? Do you want people to hear your conversation? I, I just, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I also not don't understand particularly for me. The, um, people do it on the subway all the time, and I just don't understand how that's even possible because <laughs> when the subway goes underground, like, don't yeah. how do they not lose surface? Yeah, I don't know. My phone literally loses service if I'm on the first floor of a building. It's always like a bus <laughs> or the grocery store. It's just <laughs> people have zero tact when the speaker comes on. No rules. That was a fabulous tip. 
thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. Or tat, I mean. That was a fabulous tat. Yeah. Thank I you just for really said yes and. Yes, great tat. Great tat more. Um, a rousing round of tat more, as I should say. Um, yeah. Taylor, we actually have to ask you the question that we ask um, every guest every week before we ask you about your socials. Um, first of all, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being on, for joining us tonight. For telling us about your library and sciences studies. Um, so the question we ask our guests every week um, is that it's producer Brian's birthday when this episode airs. <laughs> if you could get him Actually it is. a present, what would it we famously forgot to say happy birthday? <laughs> oh. Happy birthday, Brian. Um, it's happy birthday, Brian. Um, if you could get producer brian a present what would it be and why oh it would be gear (laughs) simple straightforward to the point honestly probably the best response yet he (laughs) we've been asking people about this for weeks just saying that it's gonna be brian's birthday's every monday actually That's a great response. Well, like every, I will say every time I think of Korean barbecue, I think of producer Brian because didn't he like talk about Korean barbecue? And- he does. He loves cooking. He loves cooking in gear. <laughs> wow, I didn't even remember that. I will oh. tell you, I have a very selective, great memory. Um, but yeah, I would get him some gear, probably some kitchen gear because I also like cooking. I always think. When I'm cooking, I'm like, oh, I could really use that thing, you know, that you want to think yeah. about. Little doohickeys. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, little doohickeys that make things a lot easier. Um, I think Brian would enjoy that. Let me know yeah. in the comments, producer Brian. Well, good. He's, He's going to have to drop that Siri voice in that he always does. Yeah. <laughs> Pause for Brian's input here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Taylor, thank you so so much for being here. Yeah, um, thank you. This has been a delight. Thank you. Oh, hope you had fun as well. Um, if people want to have more fun with you, uh, hear about the library studies and hear more about like your reading endeavors, where can they find you? Um, so all of my writing is on my website, which is www taylorhuntsberger.com. It's not updated, mm-hmm. but it's there. And there you will also find um, my PowerPoint about why you should date me. And if anyone's interested, <gasps> I my contact info is on my website. So send me an email. I do think um, romantic emails are hot. So it's going to be a yes from me. Um, my- <laughs> she will accept this rose. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to slide it in there that if you're listening to this, if you want to date me, the answer is probably yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> um, my Twitter is at Tay Parade. So T-A-Y-P-A-R-A-D-E. And that's the same as my Instagram. And then I do have a bookstagram, which is like Instagram influencers for books. I'm not an actual influencer, but I do post my book reviews there. And it's at TaylorMade Reads. And that's it. I do have a TikTok, but I don't use it. So don't find me. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh. 
Oh, Jess, if people are looking for you, where should they find you? You can find me at Jess underscore Jones on Instagram or at J-T-O-T-H-E-J-O on Twitter. That's at J to the Joe. And Nick, what about you? Where can they find you? Where can they find the pod? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Nick Attack. And the pod is also on Twitter and Instagram at the Pod. And make sure you follow subscribe to whatever it's called on your little app that you're listening to this podcast on. And leave us a review because we're wondering what the girls are saying. Literally, what the hell are you saying behind your back? Say it to our faces. Say it to our faces, please. (laughs) And other than that, um, have a great life, everyone. And thank you, Taylor, for being here. Thank you.